Luke chapter 1 this morning. Luke chapter 1 this morning. Luke chapter 1 this morning. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. It's beginning verse number 5. I got a lot to read this morning, but I believe what I've got for you this morning will help you because it helped me. And I believe that any time you read the Word of God and you get into the Word of God, it becomes a blessing if you let God bless you. Verse number 5, There was the days of Herod, the king of Judah, and a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abba. And his wife was the daughter of Aaron, and, his, uh, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blamelessly. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the customs of the priest's office, he, his lot was to burn the incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear, to, fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. Well, we know that, ain't that? How many of the children of Israel shall be turned to the Lord their God? And he shall go before him in the spirit of the power of Elias, and to turn the hearts of the fatherless children and the disobedience to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am old, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answered him, said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and I am sent to speak unto thee, and show these great, glad, glad things, glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not be able to speak until that day, that these things shall be formed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias, and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out and could not speak unto them, they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, and he, and he beckoned unto them, and, and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of this ministration was, were accomplished, he departed to his own house. Let us pray. Father, we come before you, Lord, just thanking for your mercy, your grace, and love. Father, we, we read your words and we, we gather knowledge and wisdom from it. But let, Lord, just, I pray that our hearts will be open this morning to, to receive what you have for us, Lord, and we'll praise you. Empty yourself and fill with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen, amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Here in the story we find the life of Zacharias. And if you continue reading the whole chapter, you'll find the life of his wife Elizabeth. The duo in this text are the parents of the greatest preacher outside of Jesus Christ. And his name is John the Baptist. 
And John was something different from a Baptist preacher. He was a wild, uh, woolly booger uh, that came out of the wilderness uh, wearing a camel hair uh, coat and a leather belt and he's eating grasshoppers and honey. He was not the normal, don't try to feed me no grasshoppers. He's not the normal type of preacher that we said. And his first message will repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But before John ever gets here, this is his start. This is his birth was prophesied. His birth was a miracle, if you will. As I was reading about the father of John and what his father was doing in the house of God. And there's some several things that, I, that stuck out to me. Something that highlighted in my mind. And I want you to get this this morning. I, I want you to hold on to this this morning. We find that the preacher, the priest, and the words, uh, if you will, he's just doing his custom in verse number, 20, num, verse number 9. According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. He's just doing his job this morning. Can I say there's nothing wrong with the custom as long as the custom are good customs this morning. Amen? There's nothing wrong with having good habits. There's nothing wrong with setting good customs this morning in your life. But listen to what I'm about to tell you. When it comes to serving God, when it comes to church, when it comes to worship, when, it, when, it, when your customs become your custom and not the Word of God, when it becomes the normal, when it becomes the average, may I say that when your problems begin, when everything becomes a custom, when things of God begin to lose their holiness, you need to have a re reboot in your life. You need a recheck in your life to get where you, uh, you're just not doing something for God out of custom because it's my job. It's, it's what I'm supposed to be doing. You want to do it because you love to serve God and you want to be in His presence. Isn't it interesting in this, this story, the man shows up and, and he's really not looking for God to show up, Amen. The priest is fulfilling his custom. He's doing the light that's been falling on him. He's not expecting God to show up. Because when God does show up, in verse number 12, it says, When Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. He all of a sudden said, I wasn't expecting you to be here this morning. I wasn't expecting you to show up. Uh, he said, I'm not expecting God to show up in God's house this morning. He says, I'm doing what I've just always been doing. You know what? It, it becomes easy for us to just go through the same thing, the same course, the same lot every day, over and over, every Sunday and Sunday night and Wednesday night. We get accustomed. Of doing the same thing over. We're not expecting God to show up. And if he did show up. We're going to be just like Zacharias here. We're going to. Wait a minute. We're going to look shocked. We're going to look surprised. God showed. I love when people say God showed up at the church. 
I, I love it when people said God showed up in my life. I was praying in my prayer closet and God showed up. I love hearing the people say that. He didn't expect God to show up in the course of his day at the temple of God. And I say this, maybe some of us have gotten the same place that if God was to show up this morning, we'd get all upset and get shocked too. Amen. Are y'all alive this morning? If God walked through the door right this morning and said, I didn't expect him this morning because I just didn't feel like it. I'm just going through my normal routine. I'm just going through my lot as cats. I got to build church this morning. We, we find the priest is doing what his normal days do. He's doing his lot. He's doing his custom. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. But he's not expecting God. We find the people, they're gathered to worship just like we are here this morning. We're gathered to worship this morning. And verse 10, and the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time, remember this, at the time of incense. At the time, they were simply doing worship because it was time to worship. Well, it's about time for us to go to the house of God. Let's go. I guess we better start worshiping now because it's time for us to start worshiping. I sometimes think that we worship God like the way we eat. Not out of time, we just do it. It's not out of hunger, we just do it because it's time. Have you ever tried to fast? You ever try to just go a day or you just a day you was just not hungry and along about 12 o'clock you just, well, I guess I better eat. Why? Because it's time. Why are you going to eat? You ain't hungry. Why are you going to eat? Well, it's time to eat. It's time. So we're working on clocks. We're working on time. And I believe we worship God the same way. It's not that we hunger or thirst after God. It's just time. It's time. To worship God. We set aside time. Exactly we set aside time to worship God. But let me just say this. God will show up when you start praising Him. We should show up and worship because we have a hunger for God. We walk in this world all week long and we go through the things that this world throws at us. And we need to come to hear from the Lord. We need to come and be hungry for God and His words and do something in our lives to lift us up and encourage us. We need to hear from God. Not because it's just time. It's because we're hungry. I have a hunger in my life for God. And I want God to show up and do something in our lives this morning. Look at these people's response at verse 21. I love this. I've seen this and I said, boy, I could point to some people, Baptist churches and Baptist preachers and Baptist people all day long at this one. And verse 21 says, and the people waited for Zacharias and they were marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. Now they're standing outside. They're through. They're, they're outside and they're waiting for the priest to come outside and church ain't over yet. And look, they say, hey, it's 12 o'clock. It's, time, it's 12 o'clock. 
We got to get out of here. I got to get down to the blessed buffet for everybody else to get put out. It's 12 o'clock. I got to get home and watch that National Community Communist Football Association. It's 12 o'clock. I got company coming at 1230. What's taking you so long? I've got some plans. I've got to get out of church. I can't wait. I can't stop. You what? Hey, what's taking you so long? Can I say this? When God shows up, I could care less about your dinner plans. I could care less who's playing. I could care less what's going on outside the windows. Let me tell you what. Don't the preachers know that, hey, the 11th commandment is, thou shalt let thy people go at 12 o'clock. I'm telling you, we've got sitting on clocks. We've got sitting on times. It's this time. I tell you what, if you ever go to a football game and sit there and it gets an hour later and you go, wait a minute, y'all ready to just blow the whistle and cancel this thing and get it over with. It's time. How many of you go to Walmart or Belts or something like that and you're walking through, whoop, time, let me get out of here. No, no, no. They can announce it on the intercom. We're closing the store at 9 o'clock. No, you're not. I ain't out of here yet. Come church. 12 o'clock, we gots to go. We got to go. Then we find the presence of the Lord in verse, shows up in verse 11. I, I pray God shows up. I pray he shows up. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. This is what shocks me about the whole story is that when God shows up, everybody's shocked. When God shows up the worship service, God's people are worshiping. The preacher is, is there. The elements are all in place. Everything's where it's supposed to be. Everybody's doing exactly what they're supposed to be. I, I just want to jump into the story. Says Everybody's standing around and asking them, what did you come for? Why did you come here? Is this not why you came to the house of the Lord? To see God move? To see God do something? Didn't you come to see God to work some miracles in somebody's life or your life? What did you come to see God do this morning? So that's what I want to preach about for a little bit this morning. What did you come to church for? What did you come to church for? God shows up and people gets, start to get blessed. And it shocks people. What did you come for? Did you just come because you wanted to sit in the pews and be entertained? Did you come just because you like the singing? Did you come because you uh, want to hear an old gray-headed man stand and rant and rave for 30 to 40 minutes about the Bible and tell you that? Did you come because, hey, I, I got to get my religious ego stroked a little bit this morning? Did you come and say, hey, I, I feel better about myself because I come to church? What did you come to church for this morning? I'm curious. I like, ask yourself, why did you come to church? Did you come to church out of custom? Did you come to church because there's light? Did you come to church because it's time? 
I believe that's the reason why we come to church sometimes because it's out of custom, it's because it's not a craving in our life because it's just appointed time. Let me show three things out of this text that may help you and what they should have been coming to church for, what I come to church for, and what you should come to church for. I believe if you get a hold of this, if you look at this and feel it and let God bless you with it, I believe we'll start looking at church a different way than we have been on the last few weeks. I came to see prayers answered. I come to see prayers answered. Look what happens in the text. God shows up in verse number 13, and the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is hurt. Ain't that great? Zachariah should have been just jumping and just shouting, my God has heard my prayers. He's answering my prayers. But listen, and Zachariah says, I've been listening. And, I, I, and he's telling Zachariah, I've been listening to your prayers. I, I know you've been calling on me. You're thinking I'm not listening, but Zacharias, I know what you're praying about. And you've heard, your prayers have been heard this morning, Zacharias. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Can I say this real good when God answers prayers this morning? I know God is good, and I know God can, but if God never answers another prayer. God is still good. Amen. Amen. I, I, but I really, I really like to say every once in a while when a child of God is prayed and you see the answer of God just lays on them, it is good to see answered prayers. And God to move on somebody's life because of what you're doing. And get a blessing this morning. You know, it appears to me that Zacharias has given up on his prayers. When the angel Lord shows and tells him, hey, your prayer has been answered, he starts to argue with him. He starts making excuses. He said, I, I, I'm, I'm giving up. Uh, what did you ask for? If you're going to pray and ask God, why, why, do you, why do you give up? Zachariah says, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it for this to happen. In verse 18, Zechariah said, I'm old. And certainly the old gray mare ain't what she used to be. We're old. And the Lord said, because of thy unbelief, he said, thou shalt be done until it happened. It appears to me that he had given up on his prayer. He's in the house of God. He's doing what God has given him. His, his lot, his custom. He, he's praying at the altar. He's asking God. He's begging God. And he keeps begging God. I, I, I'd like to tell you, I'm sad to watch a Christian that comes to God and begs God and pleads with God. And finally they just give up on praying what they've been asking God for. He said, I've been praying it for so long. I've been coming to the altar begging for so long. But let me just say this. God hears your prayers. It might not be done in your time frame. But God's ways is a whole lot different than our ways. It might not be done on your time schedule. But God is much more higher. 
they just given up. They quit coming to the altar. They're not praying to God anymore. They said, Lord, I've been praying all these years. You have not moved in my life. You haven't moved on my prayer request. I'm just giving up. I'm not coming to the altar no more. I find that we're doing that. Some of us has come to the altar with great burdens in our life. You came to the burden altar and you wept and you cried. It's been a long time since you brought it to the Lord. We've gotten to the place that we just give up the prayers of being answered from God. We have not seen no change and we're giving up. Can I say this? Don't give up. Don't quit praying. Don't quit begging God. Don't stop saying, Lord, I, I know this. I, I don't want to be like, I just, I'm just going to be, I just give up. We throw our hands up. We want to give up. Don't be like the early church this morning. Paul was locked up in prison. The church was doing exactly what the church should have been. They were praying for Paul. Hey, they weren't outside rioting on the streets. Uh, they weren't burning the jails down. Uh, they weren't walking around with picket signs. Uh, they were actually doing what they were supposed to do. They were praying. And God heard their prayers. And God delivered uh, Paul. He broke the chains. He kicked the doors in. And Paul goes to the house where they're praying. And... Little girl named Rhoda rolls up the door. Goes, ah! Shuts the door and runs back. Hey, Paul's outside. And you know what they said? You must be mad. Paul ain't out there. What were you praying for? If you all get to the house and you get down on your knees and you're praying for God and God delivers and God answers your prayer, why don't you believe God? Let's don't be like the early church and give up on praying to God. It might not be in our time frame. It not might be the way that we would like to see it come. But you know what? God has heard our prayers. How long was Zacharias praying for a child? It must have been a long time because now he's old in age. He told, he told the angel, Lord, hey, I'm old. We're stricken in age. Hey, buddy, that... What did that angel of the Lord tell Moses? Is that not anything too difficult for the Lord? Amen. We give up on prayer too easily because it's not answered when we pray. Because I nailed down the day, I expect an answer today. I feel sometimes we get to that place. I've seen God do enough in my life, and I've seen God do enough in other people's lives. But I'm, I'm going to keep on going to the altar. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on begging God. I ain't giving up on praying this morning. I look around this building this morning, and I see, you know what I see? I see some answered prayers this morning. Hey, you say, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. Let me tell you what. Somebody prayed for you somewhere along the line. Somebody got a hold of God in your behalf. Somebody touched somebody because, hey, they prayed for you. Don't stop coming to the altar because you haven't got your answer. Don't stop begging God. Don't stop praying. I don't want to be like the church. Don't believe when God does something.
Zachariah says, we're old and gone. It's impossible for God to do that. But God is able to do above and exceedingly above all that we ask or think. Don't quit. I come to see answer prayers. I, I come to see power displayed. Verse 20. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not be able to speak until the day that this thing shall be performed. Because thou believest not my words, which shall be mm, fulfilled in this season. Look at verse 22. And when it came out, and when he came out, can I give you this? Just a little bit. When he came out, he was different from when he was when he went in. He was different from what he was when he went in. Yeah, he went in shouting and everything else, but when he come out, mm -mm, it was not. He could not speak unto them, and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned them. He beckoned them. Because he remained speechless. Now these people were amazed at this. They were marveled at this. Do you know why? Because they had gotten so used to people. You listen to this. They've gotten so used to people going to the house of God and coming out the same way they went in. And when somebody comes out different from the way they come in, came in, that shocked them. That shocked them. These things ought not to be so. It should be the normal occurrence that when we leave the house of God, we leave different than the way we come into the house of God. We burdens lift, sinners saved. Uh, we leave with a clean life. That ought to be the normal for church, that we're not the same when we walk in the house of God. Something happened while you was in the house of God that changed your life, that when you go out, the world sees a change in you. You know why the world don't want what you got? Come on now. You don't know why the world don't want what you got? They see you go to church week after week, day after day, and they don't see no change in your life. Oh, come to church with us. Yeah, I see how you are. You go to church on Sunday, but oh, but you live like the devil all week long. I see how you are. I don't want that. In fact, the world is looking for something to change. And God is the only one who can do it. When he comes out different, they take notice of him. They said something that happened to you. Do you know what he said? Nothing. He couldn't. He couldn't speak. <laughs> All he could do was... All he could do... Hey, wouldn't it be something, hey, that you go outside and God met you inside and He come in and God lift you up and God blessed you and God changed your life that when you went outside, you couldn't say a word, but just come on with me. What God has done for me, He can do for you. Just come on with me. You can't tell Him. I can't, let me tell you what God does inside here. Nobody else can do anywhere else. 
And all you can do, hey, I heard a man tell me this one time, say, hey, I don't want to go to some dead, dried up, here sermon, dead, dried sermon. I don't want to hear some dead, dried up preacher. I don't want to hear some dead, dried up singing. I don't want to be with a bunch of dead, dried up people. I want to be in some preaching where the preacher looks like he's fighting off a swarm of bees. Amen. If you are changed when you leave, you can't do nothing more. Y'all come. I, I, I can't explain to you what happened. All I know is I went in, and I went in, I had a need in my life. I didn't know how I was going to get rid of it. I didn't know who was going to answer it for me. But I heard a preacher say, hey, God's got the answers. All he had to do is come and ask God. I went to the altar, and I prayed, and I begged God, and all of a sudden, he touched me. He changed me. I'm going out different than I came in. I've got to tell somebody, just come. Just come. That's what I come for. That's what I come for. I believe we've gotten that custom. It's church time. It's church time. We've gotten there. I come to see prayers answered. I come to see power displayed, and we see the power. I came to see a performance continue in verse number 20. What do you mean a performance? And behold, thou shalt be dumb until the day, not able to speak until the day these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not, my words with thou shall be full in this time of season. Get this. If you don't get nothing else, get this. What happened to Zechariah that day was a continuously performing in his life for nine months. Nine months. It was continuously. Verse 57. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she be delivered and she brought forth a son. What happened on that day in church is still making a difference in their lives. Let me just say this. If something happens to you in church and it makes a difference in your life, it ain't just for one day. It continuously. It continuously. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed a great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass on the eighth day when they came to circumcise the child, they called him Zacharias at the name of his father. It's not so. It's not going to be like that because something happened in church nine months ago that's going to change that. That's still making a difference in her life. And his mother answered and said, No, not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by thy name. Boy, I'm so glad they don't do that today. And they made signs to his father, and he, he had called, made a call to him, and he asked him for a writing tablet, and he wrote, saying, His name is John. He is nine months removed from that what had happened in the house of God, and people are trying to talk him out of it. would have been easy for, for Zachariah to say, you know what? What happened to me in church nine months ago? Yeah, what's the difference? What's the difference? Oh, we could put his middle name as John. I, I'm still holding a little bit close to it. We could put his middle name as John. But that ain't what God said. God said his name is going to be John. And immediately, and immediately, what happened? 
nine months ago in the house of God is still being performed to that day. And he marveled all, and his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosened, he spake, and praised God. This fellow got something out of the house of God that just didn't last for a day. Hey, I, I've been in church services, I've been around church services, had great church services, and it just been good, but walked out and forgot about them. But I've been in some that I was so moved that I still can tell you everything that happened in them. Hey, we've been to the altar, and we've seen people come down and, and beg God to save them. They got saved. They stood up and shout with tears in their eyes. We all shout with them, and we see them come back for a couple more days, and after that, you don't see them no more because it's not a continuously performing in their life. I'm telling you, when a child of God gets it, I, I love it when a, I love it when somebody comes to the altar gets right with God, and God starts moving in their life, and they get it. They get it. I, I can look around this building this morning, and I can tell you right now, you got it. Well, how do you know I got it? Well, because you're here this morning. You got it. I, I love seeing people get what God has done in the house of God one time in their life. When you got saved, can you go back to the time that you really got saved and God touched you? It's still being performed in your life today. I see that happening in people's lives day after day. I don't understand why people just don't get it. I'm tired of seeing these one-hit wonders flash in a pan. I want to send some people that just gets it. And God moves on them like they never moved before. And they get it. I see some people who have gotten it. You know, I used to, when I was young, I used to go out to cigars at nighttime and summertime and lay out in my grandmother's yard and, and uh, a big old walnut tree down there. And we just lay out there and I'd look up the skies and just wonder at all those things. Billions of stars. I counted a couple of hundred of them. I thought that was more than I needed. But you lay there and all of a sudden a shooting star shoot across. And that was marvel. I mean, really, whew, that was something. We got a lot of shooting stars in churches. Mm, that's another, another sermon for another time. But it, they only last for seconds. But if you lay there and somebody tells you, well, there's the, the Orion. There's the Big Dipper. There's the Little Dipper. There's the North Star. And you can go out today and I can look up and I can see the same thing. There's the Big Dipper. There's the Orion Belt. There's the North Star. There's the Little Dipper. And you know why? Because they're exactly where God has placed them. They have not moved. If you were God has placed you, be like that star. Don't move, but shine, baby, shine. Amen. I, I, I don't want to be Somebody that's just one hit wonder. I don't want to be just doing the customs. I just don't want to do what the lot's been falling on me. I don't want to get caught up in the motions of just having church, and I believe we're getting there. I want to keep it fresh in my soul, fresh in my heart every time. Looking for God to do something every time I walk through the door. I mean, if I walk through the door during a week time, I, I expect God to do something. What are you going to do today? 
let's don't get caught up in a rut doing the same thing over and over that we lose the sight of who God is and what God can do for you and I. He hears our prayers. He answers our prayers. He makes a difference in people's life, and he is still changing lives today. What did you come for? What did you come for? Did you come to be entertained? I hope not. I'm not an entertainer. I'm an old preacher that fights bees off when I preach. Did you come to hear some good singing? Yeah, you'll hear it. No doubt about that. But if that's all you come for, you're coming to the church for the wrong reason. Come to see what God can do in your life, my life, and what God can do to you for somebody else's life. He can change other people's lives for what you do. And if you, if you be faithful to God and you're praying to God to change something or something's happening to somebody else and you, you're praying, uh, you want somebody, God to move on somebody, let me tell you what, the altar is the best place to get started at. And don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. Because I've seen changed lives years. And then people here tell you, they've seen a changed life in me. Amen. They've seen a changed life in me. You didn't want to know me when I was younger. You would have hated me today. Amen. I'm just telling you the truth. I was a mean little nasty boy. But I went into a church house. And God made a difference. God changed me, and that change is still being performed today. 